Welcome back, dragons. This is the prequel episode three with Andy Weinberg. He's very good. Oh, he's my cousin, uh, but he's also one of the main people who got me into fitness and definitely got me into uh, comics and nerd culture. So really fun time sitting down with him and talking with him. I hope you guys enjoy it. This episode was recorded in August of 2014, so it was right after uh, Avengers came out and right before a few other things came out, so enjoy. In the basement rolling dice, rolling dice, I'm a wizard, when we play we do it right, candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind, just for kicks. So, something you might not know, but as far as I can remember, you and your dad were pretty much my first exposure to fitness. I remember your dad getting up and eating a box of Snickers ice cream bars and then going to the gym. <laughs> and That's then you true. and then you following suit maybe without the Snickers without ice the cream Snickers. bars. What was that? Without the Snickers. Without the Snickers. Mm-hmm. But I think you were also one of my first inlets to nerd culture in the sense of movies because number 1 I think you had or have the biggest collection of movies I ever could definitely ever know. had. I I've called the collection quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's not nearly what it was cuz I mean now you have yeah, you know, Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that stuff. So it just what did you do with the old ones? Did you just you keep Most them of them I have, just... some of them I sold back, you know, back when you could actually sell a physical disc to some place. <laughs> now you just kind of can't. <laughs> Seriously, I... I sold like 25 movies back and made like 10 bucks, which I put towards buying a something else on DVD. Yeah. I sold, I had over 400, and I sold maybe three of them, 300 of them back to uh, Zia Record Exchange in Phoenix. That three, those 300 DVDs probably cost me like... A couple thousand dollars. A couple thousand dollars. hundred and like 40 bucks. And I was like, okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> and you know what? I don't even remember wanting to watch one of the ones I've sold back. I have no recollection. I couldn't of, even tell you which ones yeah. I sold back. Because there was a time where I'd buy movies I hadn't even seen yet. I just <laughs> I was so into having movies and collecting that I, I'd buy them sight unseen. And I remember you giving me a bunch that you had like, oh, I've never seen this one, but it's still in its original wrapping. Have at. I can't even remember what the names of them were, but I remember I watched them and then was like, okay, well, never going to watch this one again, but put it yeah. in the notebook and call it a day that's really funny no i'm i'm actually moving towards blu-ray even though i don't have a blu-ray player but i'm doing it more of what are the movies that i watch regularly that i want my daughter to see you know uh, things like the harry potter movies like that you're just gonna forever love and cherish that those are the ones i want on reservoir dogs swingers (laughs) No. no i love i love the movies but they're just they're not things that I'd watch over and over. It's more like Harry Potter, Star Wars. Uh, I actually watch the Alien films semi-regularly. Okay. Um, 
Including Alien vs. Predator, or are you talking just no. the first three? Or just the first two? Actually, the first through, four. Through I Resurrection? Still, I still watch Resurrection. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. I actually, it was last night or the night before, I was, one of the cable channels was playing an Alien Marathon, and they stopped at three. They actually played one, two, three, and then three again, rather than playing <laughs> Alien Resurrection. That's awesome. Um, hilarious. Alright, so speaking of Star Wars, are we talking original... George Lucas cuts, or are we talking special editions in the 90s? I have actually looked online. There are websites dedicated to how you watch the movies now and how you introduce your kids to them, because That's what I was the ask. order and which ones you include make a difference. Yes. And I have not made a decision. I haven't bought any of them on Blu-ray yet or anything, but... Okay. Have you... Have you you've heard of Machete Order? Yes. Okay. I, I'm kind of in favor of that. Right. It's a good... Which is episodes four, five, two, three, six. Right. Okay. I think that's the one I'm most in favor of. Would you even let her know that Phantom Menace exists? Well, of course. You gotta let her know and let her make her own decisions. (laughs) I like how this conversation could be construed as, like, people talking about what religion they're gonna raise their kids... You let them choose for themselves. And no, them she gets exists. no choice in religion in this household. <laughs> but Star Wars. But Star Wars, she, she, can, she can choose if she wants to expand the universe into... Because I never menace. got into the expanded universe. I was never yeah. into the TV shows or the comics or the books. Yeah. I just movies Ex- all the way. Excited for what Abrams is going to do with Episode Seven. Always curious. I think he did good stuff with the Star Trek Star reboot. So. I disagree. I, I really liked Into Darkness, but I thought it went on forever. Yeah, it was a lot. But I gotta tell you, I'm in favor of good long movies these days. Movie prices are so expensive so, that, you know, I, I haven't been to a movie in a very long time because I do have a newborn. But <laughs> if you go and pay like $12 for a movie and it's like you're in and out in 90 minutes, you kind of feel like you got a little ripped off. Just stay away from Adam Sandler movies and you're good to go. Um, but no, I think that his Star Trek movies, you know, whether you think the stories were good, whether you think they were faithful, they were at least good stories. Whereas I feel that like Phantom Menace, it was entirely a showcase of what his visual effects studio could do. Yeah. It had no story that anyone wanted to be engaged in. It was just all visual effects and pod racing. Yeah. And zero character development and zero character development that made sense because if you're a 14 year old girl you're gonna choose the nine year old over Ewan McGregor <laughs> that's just it just doesn't happen so I... yeah it it was misguided whereas I feel that Abrams with Star Trek will you know like it or don't like it it was a story it was absolutely I liked the stories I thought they were good stories oh no I thought they were great I just sometimes you overanalyze and it was when you're like, you need Khan's blood, don't you realize you have 14 other frozen ones, frozen ones just beneath you? Yeah, so that was my big issue with that movie. And I think if that's my only issue, I think we're okay. It's hard to, to make a complex movie with a good story and not have some holes. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just hard. Yeah. You got the newborn. I got. got I don't know that I got her. I'd say my wife, you know, gave birth to her. I didn't like get her. 
You didn't even, I didn't order her on Amazon. Well, your wife gave birth to her. You just kind of got her. So, <laughs> but yes, I see where you're going. So you're also one of the fittest people I know. Um, Thank you. Just for an example, do you know what your body fat percentage is right now? Not a clue. No. I think it's under 10, but that's just a guess. Okay, first of all, if I'm under 10, you're easily under 10. Maybe. I don't know. Dear Lord, you're not helping me at all. <laughs> you know, I've. So, it's been like decades since I've cared about body fat percentage or weight. When you look at the mirror, you're either happy or not. I've been happy for a long time, so that's all that matters. I weigh myself, but only because related to my daughter being born. After she was born, I, I stayed home from work for a couple weeks, and I wasn't able to make it to the gym, and I, I wasn't eating the same as I... I lost 10 pounds oh, in geez. two weeks, which, wow. you know, I was only 153-ish to start, so that's a good chunk of weight to lose. Yeah. How tall are you? 5'7", maybe. Okay. We're very similar uh, body types in terms of size. Yeah. I just need to get bigger. That's the main goal right now. When did you start getting into working out? I was probably about 13, 14 years old with my dad. Uh, he's always been a gym rat, you know, since I've been born. He was, you know, real athletic as a kid, always, you know, track, softball, baseball, basketball, you name it. And even when I was young, he still played softball, you know, with coworkers and basketball with friends on the weekend. So he's always been into sports and fitness. And I was always curious. And so I got started going to the gym with him when I was 13, 14. Did you always have the body type you liked? Cause Definitely not. <laughs> uh, when I graduated high school, I was 5'7", 135, and had you know very little muscle. Cause whereas I started out going to the gym pretty early, it wasn't very serious. And, yeah. You know... My dad showed me a little bit, but, you know, he tried to play a fine line with sports and fitness of wanting to encourage me without pushing it on me, so I feel like he was showing me, but wasn't really pushing me in the gym. And wasn't training you. Right. Yeah. He was just kind of letting me explore, kind of, through high school, pretty much. And so I was tiny when I came out of high school, and then I gained the freshman 15, and then threw I think another 30 pounds on top of that so I, I gained like 50 pounds in my first year and a half oh, in college oh man so I got a little beefy and <laughs> I got really beefy and then for the the second half of my sophomore year um I wasn't going to the gym much at all but I was running and I'd run up and down the stairs of the stadium at UCLA okay. and started eating better and got back down to I don't even know what the weight was but Something better, but I was not muscular. I was just, you know, a lean, leaner and in better shape. Okay. And then, when did you start getting into proper? I don't know. I don't know how I want to word this. Like weightlifting, getting more serious, getting about more it? serious about that. It yeah. started after that sophomore year, like my junior year. I started a little bit more mm-hmm. serious, and and I did see results and and was pretty happy. But when I really got serious was probably when I started law school. Okay, yeah. 
Because like it's crazy stressful. Yeah. And, you know, you're in class all day and then you have to study all night. So I usually went in the afternoon. I was done with classes and I hit the gym for an hour or two and, you know, went home, showered, got something to eat and then hit the books again. And that yeah. was kind of how I got through law school. And, and I remember I was getting more serious and I was going, like, I'd go for an hour and a half, two hours. And I was so exhausted and I thought I might be, I was definitely overtraining. It was just too much at a time. And there was one day I was at the gym and all the benches were taken. So I was benching on a Smith machine and for some, and, and the weight isn't exactly equivalent with the counterweighted bar and all that. But I was just I was like, I'm stronger than I really, and I ended up putting about 180 on there, and at the time I was only benching like 135, maybe 155, and I pounded out a couple reps at whatever it was, you know, 180 plus the bar, 185, something like that. It's like, wow, heavy's the way, like, I'm stronger than I thought, and I like lifting heavy, and that's when my body really began to change and began to become something I would really, what I really wanted. Nice. So it was kind of stumbled upon. I had a almost exact similar experience. Last year of law school, I met Ted, and Ted was a military dude, and he got me in, you know, proper form, started training, and I put on 30 pounds, 40 pounds in that first six months, and then just kept that up, but then what I realized was I had never really benched more than 150, dumbbell bench press never more than, like, 50s and then just this past uh spring when I was getting ready to go to Hawaii I was doing full body circuits and instead of lowering the weight to make sure I could rest all the way through because I was also trying to up my endurance I would just use heavy weight power through and I ended up lifting 75s and 80s on dumbbells and just it's it just kind of clicks where you're like I can do more than I think I can do yeah it's awesome. It's such a great feeling. It is. And that's when you start really taking off weightlifting. Oh, yeah. It's more than just the heavy weight. It's when your mindset changes. And you really learn how to push yourself and, and how hard you can push yourself without you know hurting I mean, yourself. Well, yeah, and you get past that fear. There was actually I just read a study once where it was like people who had no spotter compared to one spotter compared to three people just watching them the person who had three people watching them could bench more than they could bench when they were benching alone because it's totally the ego I want to bench more so I can impress these people Um, I believe it I also read an interesting study where if you bench without a spotter and without safeties the fear of actually crushing yourself will push you to be able to bench more that's a very dangerous one to do you test. did they use clamps because I'll bench without a spotter but I'll always have clamps and so I think that prevents me psychologically clamps on that yeah because that prevents me from putting on too much weight because I know I'm not going to be able to dip dump it, it off dump it off if I need to I don't remember what the study said but I actually don't bench on a regular bench anymore I bench in a squat rack okay because I can set the pins Conveniently, the squat racks at my gym go to like to the point where if I drop the bar, it just touch my shirt on my okay. chest. Like it's the perfect height, and you know I can actually. I'm being a smaller guy when I'm lifting heavy, reaching up to the top rung of the bench press 
is a bit of a stretch. I can't get my back, you know, exactly okay. on the bench in proper form how I want it. You know, it's too long of a reach, and the lower one is just, it's too hard to lift off and, and get, get it up. To where you need. Okay, yeah. So I can lower the, the the pins on the uh, squat rack to exactly where I need them to where it's close enough that I don't have to reach for it, but it's not so low that it puts me in a, a bad spot, and I don't have to have a spotter, and I can go as heavy as I want. I actually might do that tomorrow because the three exercises I'm doing on this current workout are it starts with a squat, then it goes to bench, then it goes to deadlift, and then you do ancillary stuff, arms, yeah. calves, whatever. But it's always rough going from the squat rack to the bench press uh, to the benches, then back to the squat rack because somebody inevitably, even at 5 o'clock in the morning, is going to be there using that damn machine. So if I never have to leave the machine, that makes things better. It could work. Yeah. When you were working out seriously for that first that first time where you were like, okay, I'm getting serious about this, what, if any, supplements did you use? Anything and everything. At that point, I, was tr- I would try pretty much anything that was getting hyped in the market I was using. Yeah. NO Explode, I'd use Celtech, I'd use the lesser, less popular ones. Um, but one of the ones I really found that I liked was a, a weight gainer, uh, Cyto Gainer specifically. From Cytosports? Yeah. Okay. I've never tried that one, but I have tried everything else you just mentioned. I've probably tried things you've never tried. I, I would. You've probably tried things I don't want to try. try. No, I, I've never gone for any of the, the harder core stuff with like hormones or testosterone or. Okay, never mind. Anabolics. Uh, not that it hasn't crossed my mind, because everything you read says that they work and you can do it safely if you know what you do. But at the end of the day, I was like, I'm not playing a sport competitively. I'm not competing in bodybuilding. I'm, there's no need. Yeah. So, eighty percent of steroid use, or ni- eighty or ninety percent of steroid use, is for personal appearance. Oh, purposes. absolutely. I I know it, but it just it just wasn't worth it for me, and I'm glad I didn't. And currently, I don't take any supplements at all. Not even whey? You had an issue with whey. Uh, It wasn't so much an issue. Uh, My doctor said, you know, I was getting a physical, and he said, you know, your kidney levels are not, like, high or dangerous or anything, but they're just slightly above normal. And it could be because of all the protein you're consuming, and to be honest, I don't think you need it. And so I thought, okay, well, I've, I've tried every supplement, let me try no supplements. And I gave myself six months and just stopped cold turkey, no more creatine, no more whey, no more anything. And initially I lost a few pounds, which was probably like creatine water weight or something like that. And then it came right back and I was lifting the same as normal. I weighed the same as normal. I, my appearance was the same. I, was, I just came to the realization, I don't need it. It was the weirdest thing. And so that was, I don't know, five years ago. Oh, wow. Was it's that been long a long ago? time. How are your kidney levels now? <laughs> it's been a while since I've got a physical, but everything's still good. It wasn't a problem before. Okay. Um, do you think that the supplements actually did help you get to where you want to be, and now... Quite when... possibly. Yeah. And I'm considering going back, because I've been pretty much at the same levels for a couple of years now. Yeah. And Maybe you're... a drop lower since I lost that weight yeah. when my daughter was born, and I've been trying to gain it back, but I'm at about the same level, and I would like to be a bit bigger, maybe... I don't know. For a while, I wanted to get much bigger. Now I don't want to get that much bigger. I want to be more 
athletic all around. Okay. My real goal, actually, is I want to dunk a basketball once in my life. True That's story. That's a good goal. And... Box jumps, man. I squat, I box jump, I, I've put a lot into it, and I need, I think, about 14 inches on my vertical. Is a lot, but at the same time, for someone who's 5'7", that's not that much more to go. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I can, I've actually, I can jump and grab the net of a basketball hoop and pull myself up to the rim and pretend like I can get up there. Um, I don't know, I, I'm... Like a child who's been lifted I'm, up. 33 now so things are probably going to get harder rather than easier I don't know if it'll ever happen I don't know how much stronger I can get how much more flexible but if I had one more like really big goal that would be it I want to dunk Dunk the basketball yeah I don't know how I would support you in that goal but I'm going to support you in that goal okay (laughs) no idea what you need from me maybe I can just be a step stool (laughs) 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 <laughs> when you bench, I remember working out with you a couple times in and you uh do you do ones a lot and just try to Not a lot of ones. It depends. I I go back and forth. Sometimes I'll do something like 5 sets of 5 of a fairly heavy weight. Right now I'll do usually a warm-up set or two and then a set of 12, a set of 8 to 10 and then Sets of like four to six, you know, two or three sets of four to six. Okay. And do you still work um, when you're doing that? Because I remember we would spend like 45 minutes at the bench press, and that was pretty much all we would do. A, a little less than that. I mean, I was spending a lot of time. I do still spend a lot of time on the main lifts, you know. My, yeah. My days at the gym are, revolve around either, you know, bench press and bent over rows uh, or squats or leg press okay you know or i i have a day where i do more explosive stuff like clean and press or uh, front squat into an overhead press it's a front squat into a straight into an overhead press all in one movement. yeah i forget what it's called thrusters that's what it's yes called. okay that would help you get the 14 inches you'd think you'd... I would it's think. hard yeah so yes i do spend a lot of time on the main lifts yeah i'll throw in a few sets of you know dips or cable crossovers or flies to to add on but it's mainly around the the big lifts okay (laughs) you ran a tough mutter with jason right it was a warrior dash it was a warrior dash really you didn't do a mutter this was before i was really going for fitness i i was all lifting no cardio at the time so you know uh a 5K was kind of a big deal for me. <laughs> I mean, I ended up doing much better than I thought. And and after that, you know, my f- best friend Jason, he had done a lot of these, and he lost the taste for them, and I wasn't wasn't interested in doing them solo, so... Okay. Yeah, just didn't keep going with him. Um, I've been talking with him a little bit. We were communicating via email. I think his taste might have returned. And we were talking about doing the L.A. Tough Mudder March 28th. Okay. Give me plenty of time. You in? Uh, I'd do it with you guys if you guys were doing it. All right. I I actually do more. I only really do a day of cardio. Sometimes if I finish my lifting, I'll shoot some hoops and move around a little bit. But uh, I've been running and 
now that the weather's getting nicer, I'm not running on a treadmill. I actually run out no, on the beach, which is, which is fantastic. And I do like five or six miles. So I, nice. I mean, it's really the cardio part of those events that is the hardest. It's the hardest for me. Yeah. Um, when I ran uh, my Warrior Dash with Jason, he'd always get ahead on the the straightaways and the running parts, and then I'd catch up on the obstacles, <laughs> and that's kind of how we. How you did it? How we 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 did it. Okay. Uh, March 28th, as long as he's not on his honeymoon. True. I'm probably going to be doing it regardless. You've heard my goal. I did. 50 before 50. I think that's totally doable. I think you I think you're going to get 100 before 50, but I don't know. Maybe it's, it's hard to get to that many events. The Yes, and the later years are going to be difficult. Although... Maybe. Like, if you go on a Saturday, you can run on Sunday for, like, 50 bucks. And if you go on a Saturday, you can run it twice for... That's ambitious. Yeah. And I, I was just kind of like, I feel that that's kind of cheating. If you're willing to do back-to-back days, I'll give you credit for that all day, man. Well, that's, in October. That's hardcore. Yeah. Um, Ted and I are doing the North Carolina Tough Mudder on Saturday... And the South Carolina Spartan race, which is eight miles on Sunday. Man, better you than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have fun with that, guys. Yeah. Um, and then November 2016, uh, my friend Veronica and I are doing the world's toughest mutter, which it's it's only a five-mile course, but you repeat it for 24 hours. What? Yeah. Why would anyone want to do that? I have no answer to that. <laughs> 24 hours? Yeah. It's like a Ragnar race mixed with the Tough Mudder. I'm a fan. Okay. So, we'll see what happens. Man. But she's having reconstructive knee surgery in three weeks. So. She'll be ready. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, how are you balancing full-time job, full-time dad, full-time gym rat? I'm not getting as much sleep as I would like. That's, <laughs> That's really the only way. Um, Part-time sleeper. Since I got out of law school, I've been a morning gym person. I tried doing evenings, but I worked in a law firm, and you don't know whether you're leaving at 6 or 8 or 12 or 4 in the morning. So you kind of can't plan your workout around that. So I go in the morning, and you know, if I ended up working a late night, I just wouldn't go the next day. But at least I knew I'd gotten that workout in. You got that workout in. And now that I'm in-house... It's a lot easier. I have a much more regular schedule, so I can go every morning. There's still sometimes now if my daughter not sleeping well one night, I still skip the gym because sometimes that extra hour of sleep really is worth it. But I go in the morning. I'm usually up at about six, out of the house by six thirty. Gym from seven to eight. Work from nine till six thirty. Back home at. 7, 7.15, you know, do the dad thing. Rinse and repeat. Uh, my daughter usually doesn't go to bed until 10.30 or 11, <laughs> so I really don't have much time to do anything other than gym, work, dad, pass out. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Um, do you come home after you go to the gym, or do you go from the gym to work? I actually go to my father's house because... Okay, it's closer. He's and right, right where you guys work. Right by... My gym is near my office, which is near my father's house, which is not near my house. But I beat traffic in the morning by going that early. Yeah. So, 
Okay. It's Equinox, right? The one that we went uh, to? Spectrum Club. Spectrum Club. The Equinox is I looked into different. the... They, moved, they actually opened up an Equinox not far from there, and I looked into it for a while. Yeah. Um, I did a one-week test, except I didn't like their equipment and the way they had it set up, because in the mornings, they had all the windows open, and the sun would shine right in my oh. eyes when I was trying to bench. And it just wasn't wor- I, I It wasn't working for me. Oh, yeah. Understandable. Did you mention that? No, because I was happy with my gym, although... How are they going to improve? Um, well, I don't care, because I'm not going there. <laughs> uh, I'm happy with my gym, though. They keep raising the price, and it's harder and harder together, so I'm starting to acquire my own gym equipment. I've okay. got those the Bowflex Selectec dumbbells. Oh, yeah. The, the 10 to 90s, which I figure I don't need, for my size, I don't need to go much higher than 90. Like, yeah. Two 90-pound dumbbells is just... Just fine. I'll just do more reps if I get that there much stronger um and i got the stand uh i need to get a bench and i need to figure out how to cover the flooring because my house has hardwood floors and i don't want to mess them up with a bench and dumbbells so i want to figure out how best to protect them but well first they're obviously like a base layer and then you can buy the mats that yeah i'm gonna do like a rug pad and then you can get the foam mats and you can yeah. get rubber topped ones which i think maybe you i have just options. haven't had the time to look into it but there are options there are options. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're ever slow at work, go on Amazon. And so I'm gonna. And if anybody at work ever listens to this, he's not doing that. <laughs> and so yeah, eventually I will have my own home gym, and it'll save me the time from going to the gym, and I'll be able to do it at night if I'm, you know, can't sleep or, you know, on the weekends because I don't go out there on the weekends because it's kind of so a long far. drive. So it'll be nice to have that option. And I may cancel my gym membership, except the thing is, can't squat, no leg press. I mean, I suppose I could do it with dumbbells, but... 180-pound dumbbell front squat. squat? Front overhead squat? squat? I don't know. So you can do mm-hmm. different well, stuff. you can make it work, but eventually but yeah, you're you, gonna... you lose yeah. out on having all that equipment there, but... Or by the time that becomes an issue, you get a squat rack. <laughs> squat rack's a bit much, plus if I've got two, three hundred pounds on a bar... On a squat rack, I don't know that the flooring can... Yeah, there's there's no that, way you're protecting so, that flooring. Yeah. Uh, you guys have a backyard. True, but... You can make it work. I'm just saying that there's always options. There's always there's options. always options. We'll think about it. Anything you are committed to accomplishing, you can... It's true. What are you willing to sacrifice? It's true. There are other ways to do it. You do single leg. 180 pounds on one leg is pretty damn That's impressive. actually very impressive. <laughs> um... I'm actually still trying to get back to my old squatting since my my knees just killing me like all the time, and I find myself gotta be healthy though. I know. Yeah. I really want to punch my surgeon in the face because it's been like six years and the knee still hurts. So that's irritating. But my physical therapist is amazing and cute. <laughs> <laughs> And she's going to be on the podcast at some point, so that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully she's not listening right now. One can hope. It's all right. I think I've actually, I've met her boyfriend and we have, have a very good relationship. I've told her that, I've told him that she's also very attractive. I'm sure he knows. Yeah. And then we high-fived. And it was good. And it was, <laughs> all right. it was a good time. All right. Um, what role did, did you ever read comic books as a kid? No. Not, not really. No? Like, here and there, but I was never, like, a comic guy. Okay. Just, I just never got into it. 
So, but you were kind of a video file with all your DVDs. Oh yeah, DVDs and comic movies, TV shows, so video what, games. What is your opinion on current comic book superhero movies now, if anything? Well, I think it's a great time. I mean, if you're a comic book fan, you gotta love it. And I know that a lot of them have issues with staying true to it or someone else's vision. But the thing is, there's so many people doing it, and you get so many different looks that it's it's like having different artists or different authors drawing different, you know, revisiting different characters. It's yeah, just, it gives you a whole new look. I mean, we had the Tim Burton, you know, late '80s, early '90s Batman. Now, you know, we've got a new Batman, which was also super cool. We've had two Spider-Mans in the last decade. We can even go beyond that. Like, you talk about the first Adam West oh, Batman. Then you've got Tim Burton. Then you got Chris Nolan. Now you've got whoever's doing the Justice League movie with a new Batman. And I don't right. know if that Batman is supposed to be a continuation of Chris Nolan's Batman or a different Batman altogether. You never know, but it's a really cool time, and I think you're getting a lot of different forms uh, of art around the comic book movie, and, I mean, it's it's pumped life into the comic book industry. I mean, Marvel went bankrupt, what, like oh, 10 yeah. years ago, and now they're they're riding so high, because... Because of Joss Whedon and the Avengers. Because of the movie. <laughs> so it's a, a really cool thing to, to have that much interest and to have that big of a kind of cash infusion and, and an audience to support the art I think it's super cool you get a whole lot of other cool stuff I was actually thinking about this when we decided to do the podcast that you know you would ask me about comic books and movies that one of my favorite comic book movies is Sin City and they're oh, coming yeah. out with the second one A Dame to Kill For I don't know when it's coming out but soon uh, the 15th I want to say and I just thought it took comic books into movies in a whole different way that that instead of the movie affecting the comic book industry it was the comic book industry really affecting the look and style and feel of film and it just it fascinated I thought it was super cool I actually saw the (laughs) I saw Sin City one and a half times in the theaters I went to see it myself and then I was back at law school and went with some friends and my roommate halfway through decided he hated it and had to leave like he hated it so much he had to leave the movie I was like, are you out of your mind? This is like... The best movie ever. So innovative to cinema. And it has such a cool look to it. It really brought the comic book noir style into film, which was, I thought, super cool. So even though you haven't had time to go see a movie since your baby, you're going to make time to go see A Dame to Kill For? (laughs) To be honest, probably not. (laughs) It's sad. But the good thing is, on demand or Netflix or Amazon Prime, like there are ways to get it, you know, probably within three months of it coming out. Yeah. And instead of paying 12 bucks per to person, see it per person, you know, plus popcorn, plus parking, plus whatever, I'll pay like six bucks. And my wife and I will be able to sit and watch it in the comfort of our own home and we'll pause it and rewind it and have our own popcorn and all that and stuff. And enjoy it. So, yeah. And we don't have to worry about someone talking. Or whatever. Except the baby. Introduce her to Frank Miller Sin City. It's probably a bit dark for her so young, I think, Kenny. She might have to be, you know, past one year old before she starts saying Frank Miller. Maybe. There's a will, there's a way. I was I was introducing my nephew to 
V for Vendetta when he was three months old was reading to him Thanksgiving. He was asleep. But... We were introducing it to him. Yeah. <laughs> but I was actually really bummed I missed the Sin City panel at Comic-Con last week. Um, did not have time to get into that, but I thought that would have been amazing because I agree with you. I agree just the way they made that comic book or that movie was just like an extension of the comic book. And it was literally, they didn't even have to do storyboards because right, the, storyboards the comic book was the, story. the storyboard. Yeah. You know, Quentin Tarantino directed the special, like one scene in that movie. Yeah. Do you know which scene? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. But I remember he, he was part of that. And I was really impressed with, you know, Robert Rodriguez did most of the other. Yeah. But he also brought Frank Miller on and to be not just a small part of the movie, but to be like a significant part of the movie. Yeah. And which I thought was cool. I think they both quit the director's guild. Or over uh, right. Rodriguez quit they the director's did guild. Because the guild would not let both of them share director credit. Yeah. You can only have one director on a movie, so they left the guild. And... That's pretty ballsy. I like it. I love it. I, I think, you know, the guilds are supposed to serve the art. And if this yeah. is how they want to be artists, Let good be for artists. them. All right. Anything Any, else? Well, no, no. Anything else in regards to superhero comic book cinema or anything else that is piquing your interest currently right now? I'm also impressed with what they're doing with the Marvel Universe, how they're doing a television show plus a whole, you know, set of franchises that all intertwine. Oh, yeah. I have not seen all of them, so I'm missing lots of bits and pieces because I don't get in the movies much, but I think that's, it's so innovative. It's how people want to consume their media these days. Interconnected everything. You've got to watch one thing to understand this thing. But what's even better is you don't have to watch everything to enjoy them. You can, yes, you can. And that's probably the most impressive feat of what they've done. Is everything is connected, but it's also standalone. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I mean, that's got to be really hard to do. I'm a little worried about it. Yeah. Because what I'm... Well, number one, I'm... I've had conversations with buddies about the oversaturation of the superhero comic book movie market. Like, right now, you're getting... Tons. One every couple months. And as long as they keep launching new characters... Uh, and new franchises, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, all this other stuff. It's going to get to a point where you're going to have a superhero movie a month. And that's just that's just Marvel. That's not counting the stuff that... DC is ramping up DC's for ramping the up, world. Or even the stuff that... Yeah, the stuff that Marvel doesn't own. X-Men and Spider-Man. Which, that pisses me off as well. Make an agreement with Marvel Studios... Get me Wolverine flipping off Iron Man. I need to see that. It needs to happen. You might. I mean, comic books went on forever, and then all of a sudden you had crossovers, and yeah. you know, not just within you know one brand, but interbrand. Like, it'll happen. As long as there's a way to make more money out of it, they're gonna do it. <laughs> but the thing is, is they want to make more money without their competitors making more money. And 20th Century Fox would kind of have to come to the table and they would have to negotiate terms. That hasn't happened since Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Which 
was a masterpiece of cinema in its own right. Correct. That's one of the ones I may get on Blu-ray because it is just magnificent. The, the things they did there, I'm really disappointed have not permeated the market more because it looks better than a lot of the CGI you see today. And that movie is 20 years old. Oh, I agree. And that needs to be rewatched. You should. Yeah. It, it holds up absolutely today. <laughs> the story and the graphics. Anything you watched recently that does not hold up? Anything I've watched recently that does not hold up? Hmm. No, because I'm willing to suspend disbelief for just about anything. <laughs> <laughs> did you catch up on the Sharknado 2 craze? I did not. I was okay. just talking to my brother. I actually didn't even watch the first one. I, I was one either. of the... I was one of the big people who was, like, super into it when it first started coming around, and, and I was probably partly responsible for the buzz, because I was like, this is ridiculous, and I love it. That's going to and be amazing. I, and then I didn't even watch it, so I'm kind of <laughs> disappointed in myself, but... What are you currently nerding out about, or nerding out on? What am I currently nerding out about? I've been trying to catch up on Doctor Who. I got into that a little late, so I'm several seasons behind. I'm, like, a whole doctor behind. Okay. How? What doctor are you on? Matt Smith. Okay. You I'm very impressed it. because I got my wife to enjoy Doctor Who. That's awesome. That's impressive. Way to so. go. I have not started. I watched the first episode... Of the reboot. Of the reboot. Right. And I have not had time to get into it, which is weird because I got... I watched that episode maybe about four years ago. Um, and to say that I haven't had time, I just haven't made it a priority. The thing is, there's just so many of them. It, it becomes daunting when you're, you know, multiple yeah. seasons behind something. I'd go online, and there are a lot of places you can go that rank them. Because there is a very large fluctuation in quality. Each season, each episode is standalone, but a lot of them build towards a theme for the season. But you don't need to watch all of them to kind of get the get theme. Get the gist, yeah. But I would just go, because the episodes that are good are so good. Yeah. And and I wouldn't I would recommend catching those and if you have to skip the ones that are, you know, not the best Doctor Who episodes, skip them to get to the really good ones. Okay. Because the good ones are so good. They, and they you know, being British, they do a lot of things that they wouldn't do in the US. Just they take a lot of risks that you know, US producers wouldn't put on screen which is why a lot of what's happening right now in film is awesome coming out of the bbc dude Doctor the bbc Who, is firing on all cylinders man sherlock uh orphan black i'm oh big fan of orphan black yeah yeah i got my wife into that too nice nice work it i i caught wind of it and never got to to get started when it first aired but i was so into it that just after the first season finished my wife and i took uh, a little mini vacation to Palm Springs, mm -hmm. and we didn't go anywhere. We we binge watched the entire first season of Orphan Black <laughs> over like a day and a half, and it was all we were totally hooked. And now we're super hooked because, first of all, it's a travesty that she hasn't been that she hasn't won an, a, yeah. a Golden Globe or an Emmy, let alone the fact that she hasn't been nominated. I mean, clearly the people who are nominating for these awards don't watch TV and have their own agendas because she's far and away more talented than like 99% of the people acting these days. I can see that. I Are you a fan? Do you watch it? Uh, 
I know I've read some synopsis, some synapses, some synopses, synopses, uh, and I'm going to be a fan. I can already tell. Um, I haven't watched. Remarkably well yeah. done. Excellent. Remarkably well done. That's probably going to be on the next list. Where'd you find it? Is it on Netflix? I don't know about Netflix. We have um, Amazon Prime, and I think okay. it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, good. I got, I got, I got the Prime. Although I'm not happy that they increased their. No, yearly. but I still think it's worth it. Oh, absolutely. Very worth it. We order a ton of shit from Amazon. Well, if you use it as your main streaming source, it's we, worth it. Because yeah. it's less than 10 bucks a month, and you get free two-day shipping. So even if you use it as primarily a... One or the other. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, you get it. And then the other is just a bonus. All right. Um, thanks, man, for sitting down with me. I appreciate it. And uh, it, I don't know if you want... But you are more than welcome to let people know where they can find you if they have any questions on your Twitters or your Facebooks. No, no. I'm not really active in social media. Uh, find Kenny on the <laughs> Dragons. If you really have any questions, you can find him. He'll find me. I do usually know where to find you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. As always, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Send me an email at ken at dumbbellsanddragons.com. Connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at dumbbellsanddragons. Connect with us on Twitter at dumbbellsdragon. Also, our theme song, Roll a D6 by Assorted Intricacies, can be found on iTunes, or you can listen to it on YouTube now.